Hello and welcome to episode 1170 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, and I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined this afternoon by Justin Mason. Justin, good day. It's actually 71, I'm sorry, but anyway, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all Dang right. It. Looking forward to having some sopas tonight. Uh, you know, uh, this, is a, this is a good day to have a, a, a Mexican wife. So Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, It's always I'm, a good day. Especially when it's Danielle, she's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, she's sick, but uh, I'll be doing the cooking, uh, which That's is good. fine. I, I love the shirt. Of the shirt here. I love the shirt. Those uh, of you not watching on YouTube, uh, we've got I've got a Seattle Super Kelnick shirt mm-hmm. in the colors of the Mariners, the blue and the yellow, but in the logo of the old Seattle SuperSonics with Kelnick going yard. Who's the bigger Kelnick super fan on this show? Me. I guess. I, I gassed him up all offseason, dude. I'm going to fucking yeah. gaslight you so hard on this, dude. I'm going to make you think that you never talked him up. <laughs> uh, I need mean. that shirt. So I, I'm going to have to go over to Rotoware and get that shirt. Because um, I don't know if I've ever told you, but uh, like I kind of grew up a Supersonics fan. Um, oh, I did not know that. Okay, so, so that's, this is uh, doubly perfect for you then. My grandfather was friends with the uh, owner of the Supersonics, who was also an owner of the uh, the Chargers, and bought in a minority share in the ownership for a little while. Um, I wish he had kept that, because that would yeah. probably be worth a lot more money today. Um than it was way back when. So, like, I, I you know, I, I went to Sonics games and stuff as a, as a young kid uh, when I was up in Washington State visiting family and stuff. And, uh, yeah, awesome. love, love the Sonics, was bummed when they moved. Um, and uh, so I still have a, uh, a Vin Baker jersey. That's cool. That probably fits me more like a sports bra than a basketball jersey <laughs> because it's from back when I was like eight or nine or something like that. Probably um, probably fits me like a glove. Might be a little mm-hmm. short, but probably. Uh, I was a big Sean Kemp fits. fan. I was gonna uh, say that's exactly what I was gonna bring up. You know, NBA Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just his his athleticism. Uh, Sean Kemp was unreal. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm gonna have to go get that. That's. Uh, I mean, we love Rotoware. I'm wearing my um, my Justin Mason and Deep Thought T-shirt uh, for those again that one. watching over on the YouTube. Uh, so uh, definitely have like, to go get me a Kelnick, uh, a Super Kelnick. We both have a billion shirts from them, but yeah. when one comes up that is just perfect, I'm like, I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm getting it. There's just no way I'm not. And I'm looking now at some others because I went and got the link for you, and I'm like, I got to get off the site because I don't need any mm-hmm. ones right now, but. You know, I'll see him and I'll eventually get him. It'll happen. But anyway, you know, it's Friday. We're talking two starts. A uh, little bit of news, though. Let's start with somebody that we really like. Talking about gas and fools up during the offseason. We were all over this guy. And the Cubs were just smacking us down left and right. Like every damn transaction they had further put a nail in the coffin of Matt Mervis breaking camp with them. And then it did play out that way. He did not make the team. And in fact, spent an entire month down in AAA. But he's finally here. Of course, he's 0 for 2, so we were wrong. We're going to take an L on that. You know, he's just not that good. And uh, we just have to kind of we kind of have to eat that. But he did hit well in AAA, 140 WRC+, plus, great plate skills. I think that's the reason we like him so much. Power, plate skills, everything looks like he should be ready to go right away. He's 25 years old. Obviously, I'm joking about the 0 for 2. Who cares about that? Are you ready to go crazy for Matt Mervis now that he's up? Yeah, I mean, if if I'm in a place where I need offense, uh, I think you probably should. I mean, this is a guy that was starting to break into the top 200 in terms of ADP 
uh, you know, uh, during draft season, early, early draft season, uh, mm-hmm. because we did get news in January that they were going to sign everybody and their mom to come, you know, block him off. Uh, but the Cubs said today that he's going to play, be a, he's going to be a regular part of a lineup that he's going to play every day. Okay. Uh, that, you know, my guess is Hosmer is going to get DFA'd here at some point. As um, he should. Uh, yeah, as he should. So if you're looking for power, you're looking for first base, uh, he is the dude right now to go out and get. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see some other guys come up probably here. Christian Carcion Strand has been crushing it. Yeah, he's been killing um, it. Three homers so the other day he's, for the he, uh, for the Reds. He's a guy that like if you uh, can like stash guys, I'd go and stash and Carcion Strand right now. But uh, if you're looking for a guy who's coming up right now, Matt Morris is the dude. Yep. And, you know, he might not deliver the batting average right away, but there's a world where he also hits for a quality batting average, you know, like a 270 plus with the power. Matt Mervis has the skills to really be something big. And that Cubs team isn't too bad. I know they actually just had a bad series uh, recently. I forget who beat them. It was a crappy team. The Nats. Mm -hmm. Uh, But overall, like they're kind of an interesting team. In fact, one of their best guys is going right now. Justin Steele. He's pitching into the seventh, six and a third right now with an 80 pitch count. So uh, he's dealing uh, big time right now. One of their division mates, the Pirates, have been, of course, excellent, playing very great baseball. But they were dealt a big blow yesterday when Vince Velasquez left the game early uh, with elbow issue, and he's going to be placed on the IL. Now, he's downplaying it, but that's what players do all the time. So I want to be positive here. I hope he's right. But like I said, this is what players do like naturally. Like Their instinct is to say, no, no, it's good. I'm fine. So we don't really know. I can't read anything off of that with Velasquez. Here's the question. Are we holding? Right elbow inflammation, Vince Velasquez. If you're holding, which leagues? If it's everywhere, you can say that. But if, if not, delineate, you know, deep league, shallow league. What are you doing with Vince Velasquez? Because he'd been rolling. This was this just wasn't one good start, two good starts. He'd been on a nice roll. Obviously, I think most people were sitting him against Tampa Bay. Um, and we don't really know. He kind, kind of gets an incomplete there because he left after the third inning. So what are you doing with Velasquez? I think you're dropping. Um, I mean, this is this sounds like it is a precursor to Tommy John, uh, which not only would end his season, but it might end his career at this point. And, and I mean, you think I, he'd give up at 31? Oh God, he's, he's only 31. Been around oh, for a minute, man. He's I been in our fantasy consciousness. I could have sworn he was like 35, 36. No, he's, he's been around for a while. So I think, yeah, I think he would ride it out if it was TJ. But um, so you're cutting Vince Velasquez everywhere. That yeah, sounds like an everywhere cut. I think he is. I mean, he's one of those guys that you just pick up off the waiver wire. You were going to be cutting him at some point, anyways, when like you I know so, re- reality caught back up to him. So. Uh, I, I tend to Luis think that Ortiz, as well. He's oh, there's a guy. I, he's one of two guys in AAA on the forty man. Uh, he's you know twenty nine and a third innings with a two forty five ERA uh, so far this season. I think he's got to be next man up uh, for this Pirates team, and he was a guy that a lot of people really really liked. Um, I was surprised he actually got sent down, including myself. myself. Yeah, he's on a lot of my DC teams. Uh, so like he's one of those guys, if you're looking for kind of an underrated pitching pickup right now, you might want to go grab him because I would assume he's the guy who fills in that spot for rotation. Yeah, ch- check out Luis Ortiz for the Pirates. I really like him. I kind of have him on a par with like the Ronzi and the Oviedo. Like, the, you know, they had some really interesting guys there. I thought Ortiz, now he's got the big walk issues, right? He's kind of that standard pitching prospect 
nasty stuff, misses a ton of bats, does have walk issues, which can get him. But when you're difficult to hit, you can kind of make up for some walk issues just by not allowing any hits either. So keep tabs on him, see what they do. I tend to agree with cutting Velasquez. You know, all these pitching prospects have been coming up. There's a, several this weekend, uh, like in the NFBC specifically, like Bryce Miller. You know, I would cut Bryce, I would cut Velasquez to get Bryce Miller. But even these other guys that we've been talking about over the weeks, if they're starting to make their uh, presence known in your shallower league, and they're out there, you know, Brandon fought if he's still available. He was not, he's not available in any main events, but if he's available in your league, you cut Velasquez for him. I agree with you. I think you're making the cut um, because I'm not sure that you were going to be holding him all year anyway. Uh, Liam Hendricks is going to make it, is on official rehab, which is just excellent news in general. We could stop right there and move on, but let's go ahead and put the fantasy spin on it. I cut him last week because I was tired of his bullshit. But uh, you you ready to cut Reynaldo Lopez and also Ke- Kendall Graveman without incident right now in the leagues where they're still being held? Uh, I mean, I think in deeper leagues you got to hold on to uh, Raylo until why? Seriously, what? go look get, at his numbers. Go gonna, look at his numbers. I know his numbers are, but he's. Gonna I don't get think saves. he's going like, I don't think so anymore. He's pitched who, eighth inning the last. Who else are going to go to? Kendall Graveman. So, all right, then I, uh, yeah, I guess. But that's what I was saying. That's why I brought both of them up because maybe you, would, I thought maybe you would say cut Raylo, keep Graveman for now. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the right. Hendricks, one. Hendricks is just on rehab. He's not going to be ready to save major league games just yet. So I'm, I'm not even saying you have to cut both. But I already cut Raylo personally in a 15 team yeah. mix without incident because I'm tired of the blowups, man. Three different times, and it just happens to be, you know, the happenstance of him pitching on the days that I got these outings. Three different times, I get two or three good starting outings, and he shit all over them. Mm-hmm. He just diarrhea all over the outings, and I couldn't, I can't get a good, sorry, I'm being super graphic on a Friday afternoon, but <laughs> I, y'all know, anyone that's listened for a long time knows how much I love Raylo. I wanted him to be a thing. I was hoping that this was real, that the bullpen was his spot. The dude is just too hittable. I want to say that it's just a lack of explosion on his fastball, generally speaking. I think that's what it is, is that his fastball is just too damn hittable. The velo doesn't matter. We say the cliche all the time. Anyone in the majors can time up 97, 98, 99, and it's true if it's straight as an arrow, and that was the case with Raylo. So I'm out on him. Um, what about picking up Hendricks? Obviously, he's not going to be available in, uh, I think, deeper leagues. People are holding or have already purchased him back. But go check your wire. Are you getting ready to scoop Hendricks now? Because I think once he's on yeah. rehab, I think this is going to be the weekend to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think if he is available for some reason in one of your leagues, you need to go grab him. Uh, I mean, he's got 30 days from once he starts his rehab, yeah. but he's a reliever. So, like, he could he could be back next week. Uh, I don't think that he will be. I think they're going to give him a little time to make sure his velocity's up and stuff. But, like, if we get, you know, like, mid-90s readings next week, uh, he's going to be up very, very soon and go yeah. right back to being, like, a top five to ten closer more than likely. So, so. he's rostered 100% in the main event. Everyone held on. Um, what about in leagues where he wasn't drafted because, you know, the news was out there that he was – dealing with this cancer issue and so he doesn't get drafted in like the nfbc where until they debut they can't be picked up mm-hmm. how much are you kind of saving to try to get hendrix let's say you are in the saves desperation you you, you just didn't click with your guys mm-hmm. i don't want to who cares who you got whatever you're desperate for saves yeah you drafted you really sa- not all lopez and michael yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go there you go you went the double chicago route trying to go cheap with it and it blew up in your face what are you putting down on a $1,000 budget, which of course you don't have all of anymore. Let's say you have 
750 to 800, which is kind of the normal uh, where, where most people probably are. What are you saving for Hendrix? 300? I, I, I think you probably have to go big. And this isn't quite the same gamble as like the prospects. No, because you, like, you he's know he's good. Commodity. And you yeah. know he's going to be the guy. He may yeah. not be the guy right away. Like they may say, oh, we're going to start you off in the sixth or seventh inning. But he eventually will feet. be. But like by this time next month, he's their full top 10 closer in baseball, probably top five closer in baseball. Uh, Certainly seems like it. As yep. long as he's healthy and we assume like, you know, they're not, I mean, it's the White Sox. You can't really assume health with them, but <laughs> can't uh, assume like, anything except the worst. Yeah. I mean, like I, I would, I would assume you'd go back being top five, top 10 closer. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think if that's what you need, yeah, I think you've got to drop, least 200 to 300 bucks and yeah there are going to be leagues where he goes for like four or five like it's probably so i mean i'm looking here and it looks like in tgfbi he wasn't well actually i don't know so he's not available in my league which means he wasn't drafted in my league so i can't really look up the the roster rate in tgfbi i'm sure he's being held in some leagues but because he wasn't drafted in mine he will be liam hendrix will be available once he debuts this year so um, there are going to be leagues like that. And like I said, I've played in other leagues where you can't draft somebody who's on the uh, the extended IL for this very reason, so that they can get he's, some he's only He's only available in 25% of online championships. Okay, um, yeah. So a lot of people held on, which I get, because this wasn't, you know, this wasn't a out for the season. There was always a world where uh, Hendricks was going to work his way back. So a lot of people held, and they're going to benefit, of course. But then the people that can that can purchase him off the waiver wire, this could be a major boon if you need some saves. Because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's one of the best in the business. So yeah, save your bucks for uh, for Hendricks if you need those saves. He could be massive. And then Braden Shoemake, our, our last bit of news before we get into the two steps getting called up. I mean, just further further proof that they do not believe in Von Grissom at short because Shoemake is a a worse prospect uh, overall, I believe, mm-hmm. but a better fielder. And so he's getting the call. Now, he um, he put up a 79 WRC plus at AAA so far this year, so that's not very good. He's always been a below-average hitter. Does have five homers, nine steals, so a little bit of fantasy juice. But if you're translating a 79 WRC plus to the majors, <laughs> you're talking like a 60. Um, I, maybe he can be better than that. The projections give him an 80, 82 to 79 to 82 range. Anything with Braden Shoemake in deep leagues, I, I think you'd have to be like a 20-team mixer uh, or deeper right now. But how do you feel about Braden Shoemake coming up? And then how do you feel about Von Grissom? Are you going to be cutting him because of this? He's not sent out, by the way. He's still there. He will be. Yeah, he will be. But he also, out, yeah. And he also hasn't hit. He has a 57 WRC+. plus. So what do you think of Shoemake and Grissom based off of this news? I mean, Shoemake is, you know, hitting for some power in AAA and stealing bases. I think, like, I don't know that the power is going to translate super well at the major league level, but we know he's got speed and he plays a passable defense. Like, this is how bad they hate Von Grisham and Von Grisham's defense is Shoemake yeah. doesn't profile as, like, a premium defender or even an no, above average defender. Like, he's not some anything, glove first like, guy. Yeah, if anything, he's, like, an average – Shoemake's an average to below average defender. Yep. Uh, like, he's been a utility guy for their AAA team, like, playing second base and outfield and, and things like that. So, uh, this is just, like – this just tells you like how much they dislike Von Grisham defensively. So, um, 
yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know that she makes. I don't know that she makes super interesting for fantasy though. Like, no. I, like is he like any different than I don't know, like Zach McKinstry? Like, and I know McKinstry. I feel like McKinstry's gonna play, and now he's leading off, and like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he's worse than McKinstry. So yeah. to your point, like, I'm not even going for Shoemaker over McKinstry, and we don't even know what kind of playing time he's gonna get if they don't send out Grissom then they're splitting and you don't want that. If they do send out Grissom, yeah, he might be starting every day, but Shoemaker will probably be batting eight or nine. So yeah, I don't really see a whole lot of juice here. If he looks better in the majors, we can assess from there, but the minor league track record says this is not going to be and your savior. It I mean, at best case scenario, like he's up until the trade deadline, like Shoemaker, yeah. right? Because the, the Braves are going to add somebody. Like somebody's going to get added to this team. Yeah, to- and Arcia is going to reassume the role when he returns. Mm-hmm. And if Absolutely. he is not the guy, they are going to get somebody. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So it's either going to be Arcia or a newcomer. It ain't going to be Shoemaker, I don't think. If he surprises, I'll come on and say, hey, I got this one wrong. He's great. But I don't think I'm going to have to do that. Agreed. Uh, all right, let me do one last refresh here on Sports Edge to make sure there's no other news. Looks like we got it all. Um, all right, let's let's continue on then to the two-step pitchers here. Of course, I don't put the guys that are obvious. I don't need we don't need to tell y'all that Zach Gallon is a start. So we're he looking is, at he guys. Is a start. Start. I, I, I remember when, on that. Remember dude. when we were worried about Zach Gallon in spring? Not so how'd that work out? Right? Yeah, how how'd that work out? He looks amazing. But his new uh his new rotation mate, Brandon Fought, is somebody who is you know going to be available in some shower formats. He is 100 percent rostered in the main. In San Francisco. Sorry, my 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 uh, internet broke up for a second. I, I saw that. I I I uh, it got a little circle there. Let me restart that. Then let's go mm-hmm. with Brandon Fought here, home to Miami and San Francisco. Got beat up a bit in Texas with the home runs. Has had some home run issues in the minors. Are you picking up and starting Brandon Fought uh, in shallower formats where he's available? Miami and San Francisco both at home. Oh man, <laughs> like I, when I wrote him up, uh, I think on the road write up earlier this week, I was all like. Oh, you know, the the one issue he has is he can tend to be a, a tad bit homer prone. And then he just gave and Texas up home said, runs. Oh, cool. <laughs> home runs left and right. Um if you can't use him for Miami and San Francisco, don't pick him up. Don't don't pick him up. So yeah. I, I think you should pick him up. I think you should use him. I agree. Uh I think that this is like a premium two start situation. Uh Maybe it holds down his fab price. Um, That's what I was kind of thinking because we've had so many of these guys come up and put up a gem right away. Bryce Miller, I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. and it just raises the freaking price through the roof. I wonder if fought Gavin Stone and Louis Varlin might have some muted prices because neither of them exactly killed it on their debut day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in picking him up in in places where he's available. Uh, yeah, but it, unfortunately for, for me, sure. I don't know that he's available anywhere. Like, I, no, because neither of us are playing 12s this year. I'm playing 12s. And, oh, you are okay, and he's already rostered there. Okay, so you guys jumped on him. But my um, my 15s, like again, 100 rostered in the in the main event. Uh, other people were on him, and then oh, I guess the one league I do play that's a 12 is the fastest finger anyway, and you don't have to wait. So people were picked, picking him up when there oh, was he, speculation for he's fall. available in two of my uh OCs. Um, oh, okay, 
And so I'm, I'm going for fought in 12 teamers. And it is pronounced fought as in I fought you. Oh. P F A A D T. I, I saw that on baseball reference. I was going with. Uh, fought. He fought the Rangers and he did not win. He fought the law and the law won there. The Texas Rangers are based on a, uh, on a law enforcement mm-hmm. agency. So the law definitely won that one. Our boy, Kyle Gibson. Listen, process versus results. It was the right move, I think, to stream him at KC. He was pitching well, but streamers are inherently risky. He dropped six mm-hmm. on your face there with 10 hits that's the risk of streaming kyle freaking gibson Mm -hmm. he gets tampa bay and pittsburgh this is not one up one down the way it would be you know coming into the year you get tampa bay who's amazing and then you get pittsburgh who's playing pretty damn well i think this is an easy sit even though both are at home i'm not getting i'm not picking up gibson yeah i'm i'm not not playing that one stand away from it and i'd be open to cutting him if I had him for KC, he failed me. I'm not going to ride it out for the two-step. I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and cut him and pick up somebody else. Yeah. All right. We've never talked about this guy as a two-step. We've never had any disagreements. <laughs> Kyle Freeland at Pittsburgh home to Philly. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? These were the same two teams. Were they? That he faced. Oh, reversed, wow. though. Oh. F- Pittsburgh at home and a trip to Philly. And you were like, adamant, do not. The funny thing is, and I took the L. That was his worst start of the year. That one bad start uh, against Pittsburgh. He then went and was fine in Philly and has been great since. So I had to bring him back up again and say, do you dare start Kyle Freeland at Pittsburgh and home to Philly? Absolutely not. Like, I don't I, like this is this. We don't usually do like the like the clear, obvious nose, but Philadelphia in Colorado. In Colorado. Absolutely not. Uh, You're also talking about a Pittsburgh team, which has the third highest WRC plus against left-handed pitching this year. Yep. Uh, Philadelphia. And and already already smoked him. They put the nine runs, seven earned on him. And I will say this, because I agree with you. I'm I'm not going to start Kyle Freeland. I'm not making the the same case I did last time. The reason you sit him, and I've, I've, had this opinion for a while. I just lost my head a little bit there recommending Freeland. It's not because you're trying to get the six innings, two runs, six innings, three runs. Like you're, you're okay giving that up. You're desperately trying to avoid the two and two thirds, seven earned. Yeah. And that's always in play with a Colorado starter. And that's why you sit anybody who isn't a superstar in Colorado. I still start my superstars there, but this is why you sit people in Colorado mm-hmm. because you're trying to avoid this. And Kyle Freeland is always going to have a few of those because even as good as he is in Colorado, and he has had some pretty decent numbers, this is always a, a possibility. So I agree, no Kyle the, Freeland. The problem with a guy like Kyle Freeland is the lack of strikeouts limits yes. the upside anyways. And so now you've got a huge downside and a kind of a small upside. I'm just not It's a great in that. It's a great point. Couldn't agree more. And that's why it's a no. I learned my lesson. Michael Lorenzen had a really good outing against the Mets, but I'm wondering if we have to take stock out of that because while they are a quality team that I think we both believe will at least be in playoff contention, if not making the playoffs, they've not been hitting well. And he steamrolled them for seven innings, one run, four hits, two walks, but only one strikeout. He too lacks the dominance that you want. It hasn't been great otherwise, but Michael Lorenzen does get at Cleveland and home to Seattle, which is not a, too bad of matchups. Uh, one in Cleveland, which is an okay p- place to pitch, and then home to Seattle, also an okay okay place to pitch. Are you taking a deep league shot on Michael Lorenzen anywhere? He's been good every other start. So Thank you're you. going to get one good, one bad here? Yeah. Um, 
I don't I don't like Michael Lorenzen. Like I Michael Lorenzen was fun when he could hit and he yeah. got the occasional and like, he's a reliever. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he, he's always been a more fun real life player. Mm-hmm. And he's a cerebral guy. I like the way he thinks about the game. I root for him. Obviously, he's not my favorite team now, but I can't I can't no. pull the trigger on that. No. There's just not enough. Okay, we don't have to spend too much time there. The two Royals, uh, one of them, no, but I'll just I included him because he's on there too. Zach Greinke and Jordan Lyles, home to the White Sox and at Milwaukee. For me, Greinke's basically Kyle Freeland in a better environment because the upside just isn't high enough for me to take on the risk of the downside. I think the downside is just as big though, even though he doesn't even pitch in Colorado. So yeah. I'm a hard no on both, but I want to see what you think on no, Greinke I'm, specifically. I'm, no. I'm- I just don't think there's enough outside. Like, yeah. again, this is one of those guys you root for in real life because he's Absolutely. just weird and fun. Yeah, and, he's great. Um, kind of a jerk, but one of the jerks we love. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't want him in my fantasy team. I uh, I will freely admit I desperately hate this show, but um, not this show that we're on. I, I love this show. <laughs> but uh, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach Granke is like the Sheldon of MLB. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the best way I can. It's it's the old, it. um, I think Dean Cook, uh, joke. I think it, I think I'm pretty sure it was Dean Cook. It's like, you know, every group has, you know, a a, a Zach. I, I can't remember what the name he uses. And if 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 you don't have a Zach, then you're the Zach. It's the, it's the friend that know, everybody loves to hate. You know, it's crazy that you can't remember what the name is because it's Karen, it is, isn't it? It is fucking yeah. like he started that. Mm-hmm. And look. I, I, got what I thought, but I couldn't remember I if it was or not. I got plenty of critiques of Dane fucking Cook. Dude, that guy sucks out loud. He's dating like a toddler, or he's married to one now. It's like so, so bizarre. But I'll be damned if I'm going to lie to y'all and tell you I didn't play Harmful If Swallowed on mm-hmm. repeat. I was the target demo when it came out, a douchey little teenager thinking that shit was funny. He had some bangers on there, including coming up with the Karen thing. Like, I don't know if he's credited for it, but he, it was Karen. Everyone has a Karen. What's And uh, he was talking about how you're fake to them when they come around. Oh, what's up, Karen? How's it going, Karen? Yeah. But then when they leave, like, Karen is such an asshole. I fucking hate um, Karen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've I've had, like, you know, those, those – I think we talked about it. Like, I got lucky when we were uh, – Danielle and I were in New York for Tau, and we saw uh, Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan. So, so sick. Many, many years ago, I was uh, at uh, – a com- I was at the comedy store in uh, LA with I think it was with Danielle um, and uh, two comics same thing where they're like oh we had two comics walk in that wanted to do sets kind of at the end of the hour uh, and it was Bob Saget and Dane Cook and Dane Cook did an hour like it was like a 10 o'clock show it was already wow. when he stepped up and he did an hour and it was great like he was really really good it was the height of like dane cook being dane cook but yeah. man bob saget s- just stole the show like you know Dude, bob like saget was- rest in peace man uh he, he will he will never be forgotten in my family my my sister wanted to go to his comedy show and i just gotten off like several trips and i was like no nah, i'm just taking the weekend off i i just i can't i'm sorry we'll go to him next time and then he passed away Oh no. And so now she's like, if I ask you to see somebody, we have to go see them because they mm-hmm. might pass away. So I'm not, I'm smiling. I'm not trying, I'm not like taking pride, happiness in his passing, but it's like, it is one of those things where you're like, you never, you do never know. Uh, I'll you, tell you, you when, when I know. saw him, I had no idea about like how he was as a comedian. I went, oh. he came up. And they were like Bob Saget, and I was like, I'm thinking Full House. You're thinking and, Danny you know, Tanner, Ameri- baby, American yeah, Funnies videos, home, you know, home videos, yeah. And he comes up and he did like a good 20, 30 minute set of just like 
the most disgusting, vile stuff. Yep. And it was he is the most vulgar. And he's great. I, I, rest in peace, Bob Saget. He was super hilarious. Yeah. It wasn't that I wasn't interested in seeing him. It was just like one of those things, right? We'll get him next time. And then he passed. And it was just yeah. so unbelievable. But anyway, back to the two steps here. Uh, Braxton Garrett. Oh, my God. Did he wear that one in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, is, you know, he had the seven-run inning. They tried to let him kind of work through it. And he dropped another four-run inning. So yeah. he ends up with with an eleven uh, earned run outing there in Atlanta, and obviously he's going to be working that one off for a long time because. And this is my my thing we talk about how one bad start can erase you know two three good ones. Depending how bad it is, it can erase five good ones. <laughs> he had a two forty five ERA going into that game, mm-hmm. and now has a five eighty one, and it's going to take a long time to work that one off. So you're going to have to game log Braxton Garrett to get an idea of where he's at. If you're just looking at his ERA, it's going to be shit for a minute. Are you getting back on the saddle? Because he's been a favorite. People been enjoying uh, the Braxton Garrett experience. Generally speaking, dating back to last year, trip to Arizona, home to Cincinnati. Are you going to trust him after the mega dud? Uh, yeah, I think I am. Um, Me too, know, by Ar- the way. Arizona has been middle of the pack against lefties. Cincinnati is towards the bottom of the pack against lefties. Uh, you're not having to go to Cincinnati. That one's at home. Arizona's mm-hmm. not a bad place to pitch. Yeah, I think this is a pretty easy two-step. Yep, I'm back in. And frankly, uh, I'm hoping that he's dropped some spots. I hope people got panicked about Braxton Garrett in, a, in weeks where he can make moves you know, day in, day out. I wouldn't be surprised if he fell on the wire because somebody sees an 11 bomb and they're like, F this, and they insta-cut him. I'm going to go ahead and go pick up Braxton Garrett and start him for this two-step, yep. I agree. Louis Varland, I mentioned him earlier, didn't have, and it wasn't the debut, sorry, but it was the first start where he was kind of front and center on the radar as a potential pickup because now that Tyler Molly's gone down, uh, he's going to get an opportunity. It was his second start of the year. The first one was better, uh, but that was back in mid-April. That was a spot start. So this one was four and two-thirds, seven hits, two walks, four earned, six strikeouts for Louis Varland. I'm not deterred by that. It was a tough start. Chicago has been terrible this year, but they're not a terrible offense. And it was a bad first inning with a three-run homer to Luis Robert. He was fine from then on. Um, I kind of believe, not kind of, I believe in Louis Varland. I'm picking him up. I'm starting him here. It's San Diego and the Cubs at home. What do you think of Louis Varland and where you starting him if you are? Oh, uh, I don't think I am starting. Oh, you are, you are less interested in Varland. Uh, the Cubs have been really, really good against right-handed pitching, uh, and they've kind of got some sneaky power. Uh, the Padres are just a stacked lineup. Um, you know, Soto seems to be coming back to life. Yeah, uh, looking I, better. I don't think I want to play with this one. I, I mean, you're not sold on issues, the yeah on the new velo and uh, and some and some secondary tweaking. He was great in AAA. I don't know. I, I think we, okay. Well. I know we say the whole, if you can't start him in a two-step, you shouldn't have him. This uh, is an I, instance- I don't think, I mean, you know, in a 15-team league, I think maybe you can make the argument. Um, but, like, in 10s and 12s, you're going to have other options. And I'd rather have one really good start than two, you know, starts that could go poorly in both. So, uh, and Matt Mervis is 0 for 3 and about to be 0 for 4. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, this behind, is fourth so. yeah, I was gonna say you're never ahead of me. I thought he he just made it out. No, no, uh, he almost got hit by that one by Tanner Scott. So okay, Louis Varland's a no for you. Is a yes for me? Now you did say 15s, you could see it. 10s, no. What about the middle yeah. then? What about 12s? Where you stand there, right in the middle? I don't think I'm doing 12s. I just think okay. there are going to be other options for you. Are you putting them on your list on your waterfall? 
Um, in those tens and twelves. Base hit, Matt Mervis. Oh, one okay. for four, baby. Superstar. Uh, I think I'm a little bit behind then. Uh, so let's see. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, oh, okay, there you go. Nice little two-run rip right there. Little 80-mile-an-hour meatball in the center of the zone. There you go. Take advantage. I was just saying, yeah, lefty-lefty, you get a little uh, hanging meatball like that. Get an RBI on that, yeah. So. Yeah, well, one ribby, I thought it was two, my bad. Oh, no, no it was two, yep. Sorry. Yeah, nicely done, Matt Mervis. So uh, are you putting Varland on your waterfall? Because you're saying there's going to be other options, right? There could be fought. There could be Gavin Stone. Mm-hmm. There could be um, could just Bryce be Miller. On your team. There could be other yeah. options. Yeah. But if you're going for pickups in the tens and twelves specifically, because I think you de- you have to put them on your list in fifteen. I think it's probably in not twelves for sh- in twelves for sure. Tens, I think it's really dependent on what else is out there. Okay. I mean, okay. you know, like we're in that ten team Yahoo league, and mm-hmm. you look at like what's available on the wire, and you're like, oh no, I, I don't think I don't think he even registers in a lot of tens. I think with the two step he kind of does, but generally speaking, I get your. But point not if you're not going to use him. So like, if well, I mean, gonna I'm going to use him. You're you're not. So that's where we differ. I, I would I would use. I, I mean, use I'm going to I'm going to the waiver wire in our it's our it's a Yahoo league, right? So it's, yeah. it's a little bit, um, you know, thicker waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see, going and looking, uh, of guys who were available. Uh, this is a twelve team though. Our our head. Oh, a twelve. Okay, it's a twelve team Yahoo, right? Um. Uh, Sean Manaya has a pretty good start, I believe. We're gonna we're gonna get to him. Okay. Oh wait, no, um, no, no, sorry, he's not a two step. Never mind. But he gets um, who does he get? Oh, I wrote him up today because he pitches today. So, but next week, Sean Manaya gets. Pardon me, Washington. Yeah, they don't I'd rather. Out. Yeah, I'd rather they also they, uh, and, and they hit lefties well, so maybe not Manaya. Um, but uh, Drew Smiley's available in that league. Okay, I do like um, Drew Smiley. I put him above that. Bryce Elder's available in that league. Like yeah, Bryce Elder. Jose Suarez is available. Tyler Anderson's available. I would, I would, no, I would take Varlani ahead of both of those guys. Uh, Bryce Elder, Bybee and Miller are, and Bryce Miller are available mm-hmm. in that league. Yeah, I'm taking both of those guys over him. That's fine, but I'm Zach. Please, Zach is gone. I love that. I was by the way, surprised um, that that they did that. Good though. We mm-hmm. we say it, you know, like we're saying, like, oh, how can somebody like that outlast these two uh, quality rookies? I think sometimes we say that thinking that the team won't agree. We're like we're resigned to mm-hmm. it, like, oh, you know, they're not even gonna they're not even gonna cut the right guy here. But they did. They moved him down, and I love it. Yeah, I think, I think um, it's huge that they actually did what I believe is the right move. So let's see. We've got uh, just looking at like the Angels. Uh, Anderson has at Cleveland. I'd rather take okay. one game of Tyler Anderson at Cleveland. Over and, two from Louis Varlin? Yeah, because they could be two bad ones. Like I mean, Tyler Anderson hasn't done shit this year. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think he might be selling Varlin a little short. Plus, I'm starting to treat Miami or uh, Minnesota rather like a little bit of a pitching factory. They they they, they make moves. They make moves yeah. on guys, and I, I'm starting to really uh, appreciate what they're able to do. With their pitchers, Carlos Carrasco is going to be come is is going to be pitching at Washington. Would you rather have Carlos Carrasco? No, on a one. No? Okay, I would not. So yeah, I'm 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 pretty keen on on Louis Varland no, there. I'm, um, I'm not not as keen. So I understand some trepidation. I don't think you're completely out of pocket, especially in the shallower formats that you're saying it. 
but I do think that that he could be a, a surprising uh, quality guy here. What about Clark Schmidt? He's shown flashes in every one of his outings. I feel like if you're watching him, uh, of pieces of what he can do, this is the ultimate one up, one down. Oakland and Tampa Bay, both at home for Clark Schmidt. Where do you stand in what leagues? Would you be starting him, if any? Oh, man, it's so hard because that is like, you know, like uh, the real battle of good versus evil in terms of... (laughs) Uh, in terms of Tampa Bay versus and uh, Oakland, I think if you've got Oakland, you've got to roll with it, right? Oh, it's really hard to give up an Oakland start, but it, you are running completely to the opposite end of the spectrum with freaking. Like this uh, feels like one of those ones where he could have like six innings and a third with one earned run versus Oakland, and then two and a third versus Tampa where it gives up seven runs. So and like together it's a it's a it's a loss. Yeah, yeah. Um I feel like you have to, in fifteens you definitely have to do it. In tens I don't think you have to. Um but I yeah, think, I think you tens, definitely tens you can avoid it. In, you can be intrigued and in twelves I think it really depends on what your other options are. Twelves I think it's like a fifty five yes, forty five no type of deal, mm-hmm. depending on what you got available. What about JP Sears, the guy who will probably be uh, opposing him in that first start there. He has New York at New York and home to Texas. JP Sears had a quality outing last time out, had that 11 strikeout game a couple starts ago. He's shown some, some flashes here and there, but his win probability is, you know, negative. But uh, <laughs> is there, is there enough here? They've still yet to get a win. That's what I'm saying, man. Year, so. It is literally a you negative know? win probability. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say JP Sears wins a game in this two step. And becomes like the first at. Oakland. I really like JP Sears. Yes, me too. Uh, I got him homer, on my main. The homers can be an issue, but he's only given up uh, two homers in total in his last three starts. Uh, it's a good park to pitch in. Uh, I, I don't think you're afraid of the Yankees lineup right now. So like, no, I, not I great. Yeah, I think this is. Um, I think this is a really good spot uh, to to stream JP Sears uh, and then potentially hold on to him. Uh, so. You're yeah, taking the I, shot here? I think I'm taking the shot on J.P. Sears. I certainly like the pickup um, of, of J.P. Sears here. Yeah, I think I would. Like, Why am I picking up for a two-step if I can't use it? He, he's gone six innings in three of his last four starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, He had the one bad inning against the Angels, too. It was a five-run inning. It just got away from him. And again, the reason I, I bring that up is like I do think that matters more than getting beaten up three, four innings. If you just have like one bad inning, it's like – I think it's just more correctable. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But when it's, when it's isolated problems, I'm like, okay, I think that that's workable for a guy. 22 strikeouts in his last three starts. I mean, I'm, Love that. I'm here for that. Love that. Keep the ball in the yard, and he can have some success. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Keller gets Colorado at home and a trip to Baltimore. Love that setup. This is more for shallow leagues. I think he's an automatic start in 15s right now on a two-step. What do you think of Mitch Keller in 12s and 10s? Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I think he's a, pretty much a must start most times out. I think, you know, you you want to avoid the Dodgers and and, and teams like that. But you got um, lucky against the Rays if you went for it because mm-hmm. it was four unearned runs. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, Mitch Keller, I think is is pretty much used. Like when I do my two step article after we finish recording for uh, for Fantasy Bros, he'll be in the should start. Like they're yeah. they're probably going to be a league or two where you don't start him, but. For the most part, he's going to be started every every time out. Yeah, that's because your pitching is ex- 
explosive then if, you, yeah. if you're having the ability to not start him. Uh, Michael Waka at Minnesota at the Dodgers. It's a dicey little setup there, but he is a streamer. I mean, he's just as classic of a streamer yeah. as it gets. I'm not messing with Dodgers. Not, not with Michael mm-hmm. Waka. Me neither. I, I don't know that we need much more analysis than that. Like I said, he is a spot starter that you can slot in here and there, but the risk is too high here. I'm not going for him. not even putting him in the waterfall. Anthony Descafani is kind of in that Mitch Keller range where 15's kind of locked and loaded right now, but he gets Washington and a trip to Arizona. Are we starting Descafani in shallow leagues right now? I think you're starting him everywhere. I think he is a must start right now. Um, I, I agree. I just, he is pitching so, so well. Uh, I do worry about the Giants um, defense because they're still having defensive problems, but it only seems to really happen when uh, um, when, uh, Webb, when Webb and Cobb are on the mound. Yeah. So. But Cobbs pitched his way through it. Webb just has not. Um, Maybe it's so. because Descalfani is not as heavy of a ground ball guy. I don't know. Yeah. Although he's actually kind of transitioned. You watch that Webb start. I mean, it was the like outfield that was screwing him. Like it was. Oh no, I I didn't yeah. see his last one. I mean, but he like yeah. you said, he's been working his way through it. Webb's mm-hmm. having a wonderful season. The K's are back up. Um, a little bit of a home run issue, but. Still, he's he's working his way through everything. Mm-hmm. He looks great, but yeah, Descalfani I think is an everywhere start and everywhere pickup. He's only seventy seven percent rostered at at Yahoo. I say only because I think it should be a hundred. Yeah, somebody. The pitching's not good enough to where Descalfani should be on a waiver wire. Miles Michael is at at the Cubs and at Boston. Ugh. He's he's done. Didn't his last start was pretty good if I recall correctly. Let me see here. Eh, five uh, and two was... thirds, three runs against the Angels. It was the start before that six and a third scoreless against your Giants. Hasn't allowed more than three in any of his last four starts after allowing five, five, and six to start the year. So he's been more Miles Michaelis esque in the last four starts, a three thirteen ERA. Is he back and you're comfortable starting him, or do you still have some concerns just because of the stink that's on St. Louis right now? I would start Michaelis personally. <clears throat> I think I'm going to start him, but uh, I can understand wanting to skip it because, you know, I mean, he has gotten hurt by the, you know, the the lessening of the shift uh, and, you know, because it's such a huge ground ball tilt uh, yeah. and the Most upside just, in baseball. Yeah. And the upside just isn't as great because he doesn't strike out guys at a prodigious rate. His strikeout rate is fine, especially over the last four, but it's well, not, not like not getting wins now either. Yeah. Because they're so crappy. Mm hmm. So I can understand wanting to skip it, but at the same time, I I think in most formats, like 12s and 15s at least, you're probably rolling them out. Yep. I think that's where I'm at with Michaelis as well. There might be a situation where your team's good enough to avoid it, and if so, good on you. But if you drafted him and you're still holding them, you probably go with this one. Mm-hmm. John Gray and Andrew Heaney both get at Seattle and at Oakland. I know they got some name value that you're like, well, why are we even including them? Well, Gray specifically has had a lot of issues. And Heaney uh, had been fine pretty much up until this last one. He was also in that game against Fought and uh, got murked himself, bunch of homers. That was that was just mm-hmm. an explosion of offense between the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. So the homer bug has come back to get Heaney. He allowed two on opening day. Zero for three straight starts and then five in these last two outings. So let's start with Gray, who's just been pretty modest overall. 440 ERA, 140 whip. Are you going with him? And again, it's at um, it's at Seattle and at Oakland. I feel John like John Gray's hurt. Like I just like to yeah. me, like it just it, everything screams like you know the velocity's down. He's walking guys. He's not being able to command things inside of the zone. Um, 
two just, strikeouts in each of the last four for John Gray. What? Yeah, I, I feel like John Gray's hurt. Like, I just, there's something, it feels so like there's something going on. So you're not um, going for this one then? No. Uh, and uh, I mean, Heaney, I guess you could probably do it because you get that Oakland start. So Seattle uh, not hitting the ball Seattle, real well either. Yeah. I mean, J Rod's been banged up. Uh, see how they are guys. against lefties by outside the way. of Jared Kelnick. Like it's like, uh, that guy's I mean, good. good yeah, that I guy's, hyped him. Yeah. I, I, I like you know that what? I hyped him. I don't want to brag to him. I have to give you credit for, for getting me on Thank him. I've never heard of him, you know. You were saying Kalenich for his Kalenich. name. I had to I had to put you on, man. Mm-hmm. Seattle is second to last in WOBA against lefties for the year, there by the go. way. So mm-hmm. I would start Heaney. Um, I probably would not start Gray, even with the Oakland start. Yeah, I don't think I would either. There's a 15-team world where I'm desperate enough. If I'm just chasing pitching right now, maybe, but that's about it for John mm-hmm. Gray. It's just the name value is that could mislead you right now. And then the last guy is Washington's Jake Irvin. He's a rookie, just made his debut this week. Um, did fine in that debut. I mean, four and a third, one run, but four walks, three strikeouts. Yeah. Not really much of a prospect. He's 26 years old. Wanted to include him just in case you had a read on him that I'm unfamiliar with. At San Francisco, home to the Mets. What do you think of righty uh, pitcher? I don't even want to say prospect. He's not really a prospect. Jake Irvin for the Nats. I mean, I th- you probably could do worse, but you're probably also not going to get a win here. Uh, it is yeah. Washington. Uh, the Giants. And it could go poorly. Giants are better against righties and lefties. So, like, in hey, the Mets, like, could wake up and just, you know, crush him. So, Probably not. I mean, he's going to be in my, you know, only unless you're desperate tier in my two-star article. Yeah, I think we're talking like the the 18-team mixed league type stuff. Yeah. Considering Jake. And I'm, only. Yeah. I'm, a, yeah, I'm avoiding this. Otherwise, can't, can't really get behind it. So, all right. So, there's an interesting group out there. There's a lot of players to pick up. Uh, happy streaming. It's always difficult. By the way, Mark Leiter Jr. Mm-hmm got the save yeah what do we think about that um it's very interesting he struggled a little bit uh in in the outing uh and uh, michael fulmer had a seven pitch eight inning i still believe michael fulmer is getting this job back at some point okay because that's what i was going to ask next yeah he got the hold in the eighth really came in diced him up not not bringing him out for Mm -hmm. the two innings Okay, well, I guess I'll hold my Fulmer shares where I got them. Uh, but anyway, that'll wrap it up. Let me see. If I think I think it's a fluid situation. I think yeah. I, I think Boxberger's gonna be in. I think Fulmer's gonna be in. Obviously, Lighter is gonna be in uh, a little bit here. But ultimately, if one of them emerges, I think it's gonna be Fulmer. Would you pick up Lighter in, in any format right now? Fifteen team mixed. I think okay. yeah. You, okay. You know, I mean, he's gonna factor in and. I mean, Boxberger's like 80, like, and, and we've already seen Michael Fulmer like struggle at times. So, like, you know, I mean, there is a, a chance where Lighter becomes a guy. 15% swinging strike rate and 41% K rate for Mark Leiter Jr. this year. Not not a dominant pitcher. Throws 91, so it's probably a secondary stuff that's really tuned up right now. Uh, he's never had numbers like that. He was at 12% and 26% swinging strike and K rate last year. So this is a big jump. If there's something there with the bat missing, maybe maybe he gets in this picture even more than I thought. So yeah, Mark Leiter Jr. Keep tabs on him. Uh, what do you got planned for Sunday? Uh, I think I'm recording with Jason. I gotta I gotta pull in a guest too. So uh, but I haven't had a chance to do that. I've been 
been trying to avoid the sickness that keeps going around Matrix my dodging house. it like, while yeah. also trying to take care of your fam. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what it is about my wife and my kids and their like crappy immune systems. Um, so. Get these baby immune systems out of my face, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I should have something going on Sunday with uh, Jason and potentially a guest. So okay. uh, definitely uh, we'll be we'll be talking fat pickups for the weekend. All right. Sounds great. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Take it easy.